Welcome in and welcome, welcome. under. Welcome, welcome to under welcome, the apron. Welcome, welcome. Where we expose the pink underbelly of the service industry. Woo! Yeah! Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at under the apron, singing the dirtiest dishes 24 7. I would like. Oh, shit. I just called to say. What happened? You forget what you were going to call me today? Yeah, I really did. <laughs> I didn't write it down. It had it in my head. And as soon as I went to do it, I I drew a blank when I read last week's. Dirty Dish Towel. Give it a different name every episode. Yeah, yeah. It gives me a different name and I have no idea what it's supposed to be. <laughs> and half the time I don't understand the reference. Sorry. No. <laughs> um, fuck me, man. Who the fuck? Ah, uh, well, this one's a fuck up. You know, Patty Melt. My, no, it was not Patty Melt again. No, actually, were we saving that one? It was never patty melt. That was just something that we brought up on it. All right. Well, introducing my guest, one of the tastiest ways you can eat a burger, patty melt. Hey, how we doing? How we doing? I I still got nothing. (laughs) I was the one who fucking said it. Um, Also, real quick, friend of the show, if you like Synthwave and you listen, yo, that new fucking theme song. Woo! I'm saying. Totally still haven't heard it. Yo. (laughs) Um, Check out Louvers. L-O-U-V-E-R-S dot bandcamp.com. Oh, oh, Friend of the yeah. show, fucking John. Oh, um, yes. Tonight's show, we're going to do some news from Laurent. I have one hey. real story if uh, we have time, but otherwise. Awesome. No, no, no. I'm, I'm glad that you do. Laurent's Corner uh, news. Um, we're going to hear a story from our guest. Do a little topic roulette where we give our guests a topic and they give us one that we do not know ahead of time. Talk about it for five minutes. Alarm goes off and we alternate. Um, and we will do Fast Five, which is five fast spitfire questions at the end and if they want to plug or laurent wants to tell one last story like he usually does before <laughs> we try to fucking finish this thing we'll Let's do that go. at the end um i would like to introduce i'm assuming a friend of laurent's because i don't know him yep um our guest this evening eric is here hi eric how's it going oh what's going on good uh eric- i'm so fucking already out of it because i forgot laurent's <laughs> goddamn <laughs> I don't know if you ever actually listen to the show. It's okay if you don't. But every week when I introduce him, I don't introduce him as his real name. It's something ridiculous. And I had a good one and I lost it. Anyway. Well, okay. Now that Chris <laughs> is mentally and emotionally removed from the show for this. I'm like destroyed. Episode, uh, so Eric and I work together at a place called Alligator Lounge. And Chris, you don't have to cut that out because that's one of the news stories today. But um and uh, we, we haven't spent much time socially, but we've worked together a couple times. I really enjoy him as a person and also a personality. And he already did. He was on one of the Instagram reels. So, um, you oh, know, yes. Instagram famous. Instagram famous. Yeah. Clearly, we all know who he is at this point. Uh, the, and the checks will be coming any day, I promise. And one of the, one of the funny things about the reels, for, for those of you who have seen it, uh, is the that the captions are fucking <laughs> yeah, hilarious. It's so off. It's like it's, the crazy, it's like a whole different story. If you listen it, to it with the yeah. volume down. It's the best, though. And so I, <laughs> I uh, at one point, Eric is telling me about how, like, you know, one of the things that happens to him through bartending is that he can meet people uh romantically and i go and that's why we bartend but it comes out as and that's why we're <laughs> that's why we're gay <laughs> and, and the funny thing is that eric is gay so it, it even yeah. more, it just seems like i'm just like that's why we're both gay because you can meet men at the bar which brings me to an important point which is that eric you're our first uh gay guest on the on the show which i think is awesome so that is cheers, awesome that's great represent cheers. is that true i think so yeah i think you're right yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, cheers. <laughs> I wonder why we needed a drink. I didn't know it was. That's not what it's for, but we should cheers to that. Uh, 
Welcome, man. How you feeling, Eric? Feeling pretty good. Um, I just took a week off from work, so this is my last day off before I go back tomorrow. Ooh, nice. Amazing. What have you been doing with it? Uh, I did a staycation. So uh, beach, went to like Long Island to use my aunt's pool. Uh, just been like, you know, going around the city, trying out bars in my neighborhood, actually living in my apartment, not just sleeping <laughs> here. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. How I almost feel bad that this is how you're spending your last night off. <laughs> I don't. I don't at all. Uh, <laughs> how often are you working when you're when you're like full schedule? Uh, so I do four days, but every Saturday I do a double. Um, so I technically work five shifts. It's a lot. Um, so yeah, Wednesday through Sunday morning, getting off at five a.m. Having an aunt with a with a pool. I funny enough, my buddy. Back in the day, we don't really hang out anymore, but uh, Chris Anthony, Mm -hmm. he has an aunt in Merrick, Long Island, who had a pool. Love the fucking beach, but I think I like just a pool day better than the beach. Dude, a pool is the best thing in the world. It's the main reason I want to leave the city. (laughs) I know. Chris's one goal in life is to have an in-ground pool. I mean, I grew up with one. I I, I miss it. Me too. Um, No, me too. I I love it. Yo, Brent recently texted me, friend of the show, my old roommate, Brent. We're going to Phoenix and like I all the Airbnbs I was like trying to push for had pools, but like he didn't, he never <laughs> wants to spend any fucking money. And he's like, dude, if I could find a woman that loves me as much as you love pools, I would could be <laughs> that for life. <laughs> no fucking chance, Brent. There's not a woman in this world who's going to love you that much. Um, <laughs> I know. I, sorry, buddy. I'm sorry, Brent. We love you. Maybe a couple of boys though. Uh, all right. So on that note, Pools and beaches and such and staycation. What are you doing with your last uh, with your last night of the staycation aside from hanging with us? Uh, I've just been like chilling at home. My boyfriend's gonna come over come over later. We're gonna have dinner. Uh, I'm not really sure where the evening will take us. But amazing! I like yeah. your little setup in the background. It looks cute. You got a whole I, <laughs> I made it. I made it special for you guys. It's really nice. Like this. Yeah. Look at the juxtaposition between what's behind Laurent and what's behind you. He's yeah. got like <laughs> the scene from, from the Grinch with the Whoville with the fucking lights strung all, <laughs> yeah. all weird on the wall. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I did it for you guys. Just the same as Eric. Um, <laughs> He's uh, lying. That's there every week. <laughs> uh, so, Chris, if you want to start us off with your one news story and then I'll, I'll jump in with my stuff. All right. This guy on TikTok... Uh, I guess it was, I read it in real news, but I guess it became, was a viral TikTok. Um, I like to clarify that. That supposedly Domino's uses scraps uh, to do their supreme pizzas. Like, so like all the toppings that are like scraped into that trough uh, on make table, as they call it, from my yeah. days at working at Pizza Hut. We uh-huh. did not, by the way, we did not do that. Um, he made a video where he showed him like, fucking scooping that shit up and making pizzas and giving them to people. <laughs> and um, so a couple of people commented and were like, I see nothing wrong with it. If it's going to get cooked anyway and it's in a contained space that's a cool temperature, it's smart. <laughs> Good idea. Loaded toppings. Minimal waste. Another commented. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I would not want that. Um, supposedly, though, yeah, I guess he's not worried about getting fired because I guess he has a, a TikTok series called Sabotaging Dominoes Till I Get Fired. <laughs> um, and one of them, he turns the oven off during their rush hour. And That's another one... <laughs> Oh, it just says the another one he uses the company phone for personal use. That, that seems vague. 
<laughs> uh, but that was it. it, was, it, it you know, obviously, you don't know, feel free to Google the video. I'm sure you can find it. It's disgusting. Domino's whistleblower. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, would, I honestly wouldn't put it past them. Yeah. Um, all right. So a couple things. First of all, this is a, a, a just a straight up news story from the service industry that I, I heard on another podcast, which is that apparently at some point, I think it was even a couple of years ago, um, there were two employees at uh, at oh, fuck was it? Little Caesars, and the guy tossed in a pizza as a joke, and made. I mean, this decide whether or not it's funny. I'm Jewish. I kind of think it's funny, except for how it all played out. Uh, I already so, know I have to edit this whole thing out. I feel like. <laughs> he put he made a, a he, he put pepperoni on, but in as a swastika, and then the kid didn't see it. He just pulled out the pizza and put it in for the order. So somebody actually got, they ordered a, a pepperoni pizza and they got a pepperoni pizza delivered to their house with a fucking pepperoni swastika on it. I'm and guessing they were not pleased. No, they both got fired and, and the yeah, Jesus had to do like a whole, you know, public campaign. I don't like remember. Whole, when the hell did this happen? Recently? I don't know. Terrible. No, look, look it up. It is fucking terrible. But imagine like the kids just goofing off and assuming that his friend is going to see it and like rearrange the pepperoni or they'll just make a new pizza. And instead he's like, Tom, what happened with that pizza? He's like, I'll oh, do that. One, that one's already sent out. It's like, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Uh, so there's that. Uh, the other piece of information that is newsworthy and why I'd, I'd say you don't have to bleep out Alligator Lounge is, um, so Chris, I'm assuming you've already seen this, but uh, a couple of years ago, HBO comes over, they they buy out our bar for two, for two days, don't really tell us what's going on. They hire our manager and like the owner's daughter to like help out for this. They called it a documentary, right? Two weeks ago, Nathan Fielder, Nathan for you, if you don't know what that is, he was a very popular, like kind of awkward comedy show on HBO. It did really well. This guy's just got a very specific form of comedy. Comes out with his new show called The Rehearsal. And the whole first episode is about a guy rehearsing to go to play, to play trivia at Alligator Lounge. So the first part is recorded in actual Alligator Lounge. And then they build a, a full length, a full reproduction of Alligator Lounge in a studio. And they show him and this guy walking into Alligator and rehearsing what it would be like to be at Alligator Lounge. We already have people coming in every day being like, I saw this show. There was a fucking article online about how Alligator Lounge is the new like uh, nerdy bar of Brooklyn because of the show. Just crazy. That this place, which by the way, the 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 reproduction of it or the building itself that they show on it, I lived upstairs for three years. My apartment is a part of what <laughs> of what the HBO studio built as like a reproduction of this bar that Eric and I work at. Just like such a fucking random time. Um, random down to place. down to the AC unit in the window. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. They walk into the fake <laughs> one and they're like, look at this chair. It's just like the chair in Alligator Lounge and it's like half ripped apart. It's fucking hilarious. That's yeah. crazy. I yeah. never knew about any of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I happened. didn't even know about the thing two years ago. Well, you wouldn't have known that because it was like they, they do that from time to time. A movie crew will come and like buy it. Yeah, but but I feel like you would have told me. I may I may have in passing, oh. but it wasn't anything big. That's the crazy. Yo, I want to I want to go to this set. You well, also it was just super impressive. Like it was spot it's on. crazy. <laughs> is this on HBO now? Where can I? Yeah, find it's called this? it's called the rehearsal. The first episode oh, is all, all right. about Alligator Lounge. Fucking nuts. Um, check and, it out. Then, and then the other two stories are just 
Laurent's Corner. For those of you who don't know me very well, I Laurent's two story corner has turned into like a lot. I'm a full fucking idiot. So I'll tell you the two things that happened to Laurent being an idiot. First of all, my my neighbor has a baby and they have a backyard and I heard the baby crying. So I ran over just to like peek my head out the window and like say hi. So to stop the baby from crying, pull the window open. My AC unit falls out of the back of the window. <laughs> Two story no. shatters, scares the shit out of the baby. Luckily, <laughs> nobody was underneath. I literally just dropped my fucking AC unit out of my what, window. Into the front or the back of the... And so it was in the back, it's in the back of the building. Uh, and luckily it's like one apartment over from the baby that I was trying to cheer up. So nobody got hurt, but I lost an AC unit and felt so fucking stupid. Yo. And then maybe try harder. No, no, he actually stopped crying. <laughs> we, were, we were all just laughing our asses. Smashing uh, appliances puts him right to sleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the second thing that happened is last night I came home from work and I got stoned and I was so high when I was trying to walk my dog that I, I tried to put my headphones and plug it into my dog's collar. <laughs> and I couldn't understand why it wasn't working. Like I was, it was, that was fun. So that's Laurent's corner of being a complete fucking idiot. That's good stuff. Thanks. <laughs> at least he didn't try to uh try to plug it in somewhere else yeah i, I almost uh, <laughs> i almost did i was like why isn't this leash working and why can't i hear music i mean well i'm just to <laughs> fucking put up so stupid dude um okay and the, the last bit is this the reason why i asked you guys to both bring drinks is i have nothing planned here but chris long term what i'd like to start to potentially develop today if we can come up with anything is a drinking game that we play while we're doing the podcast so I don't why know. wouldn't you announce that at the beginning well i'm saying i'm this is the beginning of the podcast i told you guys to bring a drink i don't we're, know we're like I, 26 minutes in i don't know exactly what we're doing here but we're gonna figure it um out. i mean i feel like Play along at home. Know. Yeah. <laughs> play, play. I feel like maybe we should have thought what the game would be before we announced it. But How about this? Think of something. Anytime we talk over each other, we drink. Cheers. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't have to get up. Plus, I only have, you know, God, I'm drinking whiskey. I don't need that many whiskeys. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's not a good one. That's not a good one. It's not a good one. It's not good to start a drinking game for the podcast. No, that's not a good it's oh. like a good game. Every time we oh. talk over each other, we'll just be fucking drinking and no one's even talking anymore. Okay. <laughs> How about this whole podcast we... is talking over each other. We're doing it right now. <laughs> All right. I'm drinking. <laughs> uh, on, on, anyway, that on that note, shush. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway so eric you have uh actually first though i wanted to ask you on your right your right arm i'm assuming it's your right arm like it's almost this a one? blacked out sleeve yeah that's yeah. fucking cool what is that uh do you know tame impala it's their current album cover oh that's uh sick. i it sounds familiar that's fucking awesome though I love tame impala. how long I did actually, that take for like fucking forever 18 hours Oof. three sessions jesus christ <laughs> Um, Eric, you have prepared a story, or not prepared, but come come with a story. I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, well, so it's your time to shine. All right. Uh, so Laurent was just, you know, basically prompting me to bring something crazy that happened at work. So I mean, there's definitely a bunch of things that have happened, but I think one of the most craziest was I was working at Alligator Lounge in September of last year when Hurricane Ida hit. And um, like, you know how like everybody's basement's flooded. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I forgot about so, that. So <laughs> I was bartending in Alligator as the storm starts. And then like all of a sudden, like Alligator starts going underwater. Um, what? There's like, yeah. Like the first uh, floor? The first floor. I don't know if your apartment, Laurent, got messed up because that's there when was... that's when my fucking uh, roof caved in. Yeah. Now it's all yeah, mess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know the roof caved in, but yep. it makes sense because there were literally just like waterfalls coming out of the light fixtures, like down onto the ground. I was like trying to like put buckets underneath like these geysers of water. Um, <laughs> like Lisa and Cassie are like calling me and they're like, put trash bags over the buck hunter, put trash bags over. All the Save the buck hunter. That's the first thing. <laughs> Fuck the POS system. Save no the buck. System. <laughs> oh, right. You guys have the fucking thing. Yeah. We, we have the last registers. cash registers from Titanic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to, I had to bartend and then also like just save alligator from sinking. And it's just getting like so bad um, that were eventually people, people were there. busy. People were there. It was like semi busy and people like it, it. It's a New York moment you have to appreciate because <laughs> everybody was just like so casually there. Like they're just drinking like as shit's going down. Right. Um, and then like eventually I remember um, the water started getting up into the bar area where I'm working and it got to be so deep that like my shoes got soaked because it was probably like, you know, a couple, maybe three inches of water. So I actually um, had to like take off my shoes and I was behind their bar bartending barefoot. <laughs> oh, uh, no, in the fucking water? <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah. Plus like oh. broken glass and shit. Like Broken oh. glass, yeah. I was like praying that I would not slip on glass. Also, we're working on those disgusting mats. Oh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> oh, the, the ones with the holes in them? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like my feet are my feet are touching those. Um, oh. Yeah, just to- <laughs> Yo, taking those out at night is like the worst side work of all time yeah yeah i remember uh laurent actually posted a meme uh i think on the under under the apron instagram and it was like uh if you've touched one of these with your bare hand you're immune to covid <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah for real. for real i only touched them on my bare hands i didn't even know gloves was an option back then yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's so what happened terrible. though like how the night finish out uh i mean i was just like heated like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah but like did you guys close um, early and get like no get the water out of there or no so we we stayed open the entire time um and people like nobody really left because it was raining so hard so like right. whoever was in the bar just stayed there and like as i'm doing all this shit there's like people trying to order for me too and like i just have like so much like it feels like there are are so many uh people like wanting things for me like management with like trying to like protect the bar and then customers mm-hmm. want to do orders mm-hmm. and i remember um i normally don't show attitude at work but this one girl came up to me and was like can i get a margarita and i was like really <laughs> 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 we have several beers in bottles yeah. <laughs> all different <laughs> kinds yeah yeah do you do you want a life vest yeah. Uh, <laughs> a, a frozen, I assume, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you're the first person to be bartending and a lifeguard at the same time. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. I forgot what? about Ida, but I realized it's because I was fucking camping in New Jersey, which was also horrible. I'm sure that was terrible. But at least I wasn't working. Yeah. Yeah. Was it well, raining there? Oh, yeah. Okay. We ended up in the car for a while. Then we ended up like the rain broke at like 5 a.m. And we like literally just 
threw the tent in a dumpster and left. <laughs> like that tent was fucking done, man. It was leaking like crazy. I, yeah. It was done. And it was and so no gross. I could have never cleaned it. Like where would I have? I could. I would have had to roll it out in the street and like get a hose or something. It was. It was a. It was. A <laughs> yeah. There's no way that you're gonna fucking. Uh camp after that either because the ground is so disgusting but yeah, yeah. you know it, oh, we were leaving the next day anyway totally, we just left very right. early gotcha uh, drink. i just talked right over you hey drink <laughs> Time to drink drink it all <laughs> uh yo that that i totally forgot about that but that was coming from our apartment what happened was the fucking roof of our of our kitchen caved in because of the amount of water that was in there and there was just water cascading into our kitchen and it turned into this three month long fucked up situation where we couldn't use our kitchen the landlord wouldn't help us out because he was in some sort of like legal battle with these people who were uh building a building right next to us it was all okay. it so not like, to mention laurent's taking a bath so that's pouring water out yeah, of you. Yeah, like, yeah. that's only adding to the water no. No, I was just it, taking a bath under the roof. Once it started coming down, like I'm not going to waste this water. Uh, so the water that was sprinkling on you was coming off my naked body. But uh, I, <laughs> I would we, definitely go to the doctor. ASP. It, it was, uh, it was no, no fun. I mean, we didn't end up having to pay rent, but like it, it looked like a fucking horror movie in our home. Like there were plastic, uh, like Dexter sheets up everywhere to try to like it was, it was a fucking nightmare. That's crazy that's hilarious, though. That's really funny. Yo, check us out on Twitter and Instagram and let us know <laughs> any other fucking weather stories at Under the Apron on yeah. both those platforms. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, that's fucking nuts. Uh, go ahead. Do you have something else? No, but we, I will drink. <laughs> For umming over me? Let's go. Eric's playing the game. I love it. Um, so I will... Uh, I will provide our first topic for uh, Topic Roulette. For those of you who don't know what Topic Roulette is, uh, we come prepared with a topic about the service industry. Eric comes prepared with a topic about the service industry. Neither Always Eric. He, he emails us every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, we don't know each other's topics, so it's a bit of a surprise for us. And then we, we discuss for eight minutes uh, and then move along. So, Eric, uh, my, my topic that I've chosen today for us to discuss is, do you have to be drunk to bartend or wait tables? And like, and the reason that I ask is that recently I've tried a couple of times being sober. And mm -hmm. I think that part of it's also, I'm, I have, I, I'm noticing that like, I'm, my cup is overflowing. Like, I think I've, I think I've like, burnt my full fuse in the service industry and so it's not it, it, i'm like even more, my, my fuse is really short to begin with but it takes an hour of being in the bar sober before i'm like i can't fucking do this like i and, and what, <laughs> what it comes down to is like i hate everybody there like truly like i'm just like i'm so angry yeah i can't everybody. believe it took you this long to get here no it, it, it's always <laughs> like that but i was also drunk for the past seven years so i didn't put it together until right now but uh but more like it's just getting more and more to the point where like I, and I, and I noticed it in myself and I blame myself for this. The whole point of being a bartender, especially at a place like alligator lounge is just to be a friendly face and a nice person to interact with while I buy my fucking beer from you. We're not doing anything special for you. So, and I can't even do that. I can't even be pleasant because I'm so annoyed. And then I have half a Corona and I'm a better bartender. So I wonder for both of you guys, what your experiences have been like that. Have you been able to successfully 
serve and wait like when when you're not drinking have you noticed the same thing you know and and all of that that's my thought i think there's like a balance you to <clears throat> to hit um i definitely feel like when um the bar is like very busy having a shot every now and then definitely helps me like chill a little bit um yeah i uh, i actually last week no two weeks ago i got my maybe three i got my wisdom teeth taken out though so i couldn't drink that whole week because i was doing you know antibiotics and like pain meds and stuff um so that was definitely like a uh, a tough week but uh so i know it's possible yeah <laughs> I, yo hearing well i guess both of you now i mean granted i mostly served uh and not bartended um so it's a little different but i was mostly sober i think yeah um yeah. though i also have done like every possible substance you can do while waiting tables mm -hmm. you know so like i've been <laughs> i've been fucked up Crystal but i could do it i could do it sober no problem i definitely the last few years though you know there was a good bit of let's just drink and you know we were drinking fucking uh four locos and shit usually yeah. on the reg on the regular uh but I, I actually do think that there is a difference and and i i thought about this when i was coming up with the the topic uh because i know that you have mostly waited there is a difference between waiting and bartending maybe it's just sure. access to alcohol oh it's uh, but, first of all it's definitely access but also like my end of the night is much earlier than your end of the night mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah. so I, i'll start drinking at my end of the night and then go out and you're still working i mean we did that where we worked together laurent because yeah. like the thing is you need to have a bartender friend who will hook you up with drinks like we did with or a bodega that sells four loco Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and managers that don't pay attention to anything but themselves well, and drugs. They're all, you know? they're all too drunk to begin with. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I also think, at least in the place that you and I worked, Chris, that, like, you, there's actually more. You're, you're juggling a little bit more. I got to remember everybody's order. I got to get to the to the kitchen if something's not going right. I have to run my drinks. I have to – there's a couple more little little – things to pay attention to like that steps like, of service as we're exactly. waiting tables all of that so like and i'm walking back and forth and all that stuff so being drunk actually can truly be an impediment to waiting tables where oh, out like, on the floor for sure uh, yeah i mean you can you can find your your groove with that and i i certainly did but i definitely drank less when i was waiting tables than when i was bartending and i i, I do think obviously some of it's access to it some of it's also the fact that people are offering you shots but mm -hmm. some of it's just like what what you lose what, what what you don't have to put up with in steps of service as a bartender you have to put up with in a non-stop amount of high frequency noise of just constantly people just needing things from you saying stupid shit watching stupid shit and it just like it hits this nerve that's like really hard to deal with because you can't walk away really they're all right there all the idiots so they're close all, they're all <laughs> so close <laughs> I, we, I, I get it like i understand where you both are coming from for sure yeah, well, and, and I, I think part of what made me think of this topic was I was talking to Mora, my uh, old roommate, and who also used to work at Alligator Lounge, who was also on one of the reels. And she she was talking about how she needed to get out of bartending because she couldn't do the job without drinking. Right. And, and it's like, that's the other side of this, too, is like, if you don't have a good head on your shoulders, uh, 
then that becomes a really slippery slope too. Cause you might even just start doing it for this reason, right? Just almost out of survival to do your job. Well, you're just like, you know what? I need a beer or two in me just to be on the same level as everybody else in this room. Who's all fucking wasted and do it well, but that can slip and slip and slip. And then the next thing you know, you're getting blackout drunk at work every day. Um, which you can only do for like three or four years. Right. This is a PSA yeah. <laughs> right now. You can only do it for three or four years. People, please be careful. Don't drink too heavy after three or four year mark. It's going to be a problem. Also, let's drink right now. Because I just talked over you. <laughs> um, I used to be super introverted, actually, when I started bartending, weirdly enough. Um, so I used to start my shift off with a shot just to like kind of like get me a little looser in front of people. Have you noticed so, that? I think there's like definitely days where like, yeah, sometimes like I have like a little bit of social anxiety and I'll like take a shot to like get away from it. Have you noticed that, because uh, we've talked in the past about, and I really, it's it's one of the fun topics to me is the the ways with which, the, the things that you wouldn't necessarily expect that you learn and gain from being in the service industry. Do you, have mm-hmm. you, have you felt that, this has kind of opened you up a little bit from your is this a new topic. No, no, I'm just asking because you just well, mentioned time that. was up. That's why I was asking. <laughs> but and as, you went in a total different direction. As somebody who's been who, who's been an introvert, do you, do you feel a little more comfortable and and confident in yourself? Just like not just behind the bar, but in in general, have you noticed that that's been a, one of the impacts of being a bartender? Yeah, totally. I also feel like I could just like shoot the shit now. Like I used to never just like be able to like carry on conversations, kind of like as well as I could do now. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on, Eric, you want to hit us with a, a whatever topic? Yeah. Um, cool. So my topic is uh, 2 a.m. versus 4 a.m. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I don't know. I was just like Googling today some ideas for like what to talk about. And um, yeah. Um, I know like a lot of other places in the country aren't open until 4 a.m. like New York is. It's a very interesting topic. Yeah. So I know like I read this article in like uh, about California trying to extend their hours from 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. due to like the pandemic, like hurting wages. And this is kind of like their solution to getting their heads above water and stuff like that. Um, But basically just asking your input, what do you prefer to work? Like, would you rather your where did where, where you grew up what what was it well i grew up in new york well, I mean, so well grew up over oh so you grew up in new york yeah so like where i grew up it was two i guess laurent grew up here too mm-hmm. i grew up where i grew up it was two and lots of places were like you know call last call at one even lights come yeah. on at 1 30 so like it was like a bit of a shock here and then but then like honestly like the first like year i lived here i only saw four like you know, three times. It's so it's <laughs> I drink fast and I drink a lot. And like to make it to four is hard. It's fucking exhausting. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's many times since then I have, but um, yeah, it is a it is it's it's like wildly different. Like the way people act and how drunk they are at two compared to four is like night and day. Totally. I feel like at 2 a.m. that's the that's when you start seeing it as a bartender. That's like literally there's there's like a perfect line at 2 a.m. Yep. And that's when everybody starts getting pretty messy. Well, not only that, but that's like, you know, for, for us at Alligator and then also at Easy and anywhere else, you, I mean, you work at a couple other spots that I know are open till four. What you see is 
you get it from two to two thirty. you get a, another rush and that's everybody who's left the 2am bars who still want to stay out at the 4am bars mm. and meanwhile anybody who, who's relatively a decent human being has left our bar and so we're stuck with the piece of shit degenerates who are mostly doing cocaine then we get another wave <laughs> of piece of shit degenerates who are doing cocaine and they're all looking for to get laid and they're all fucking wasted so the two to four slot and I, I, I've almost exclusively bartended at spots that are open uh, until four is just when shit starts to like go completely sideways, which is another reason why you need to drink. Like that's when yeah. you really start oh, yeah. needing to drink. You gotta like, be, on, yeah. be on their level a little bit. <laughs> I gotta, can see that. Yeah. Well, you're just dealing with, there's at least one or five people who are blackout drunk and probably need to get kicked out of the bar. Like yeah. it, it, there's, there's maybe a fight there. Nobody makes any fucking sense whatsoever. Your friend is in the corner trying to tell you a coked up story about something that happened in the bathroom that doesn't make any fucking sense. It's like, it's, it's bad. And I lived in DC for uh, three years and they, they closed it too. And at the, and when I first got there, cause I grew up in the city, I was like, this is bullshit. By the time I left DC, this is like the one thing that I liked about DC was like, this makes so much more sense. Like what it made me realize is like nothing good happens in those last two hours. Like there's definitely times though, when you're out drinking and I'm sure, I mean, at least for me and I'm sure for you, if I, cause knowing you that when two o'clock would run roll around either PA or DC or wherever the hell you are, you're like, no, like let's totally. keep getting <laughs> fucked up, you know? Uh, but obviously, yes. Like that's the time. Like now that I'm like a little bit older, I'm like, you know what? I know I'm done. I'm fucking hammered. Like, let me, <laughs> uh, let me stop. I'm done. You know, let me get let me get a snack and have another three yeah. beers or whatever. Yeah, yeah. As a bartender, I definitely would rather work in a two a.m. setting. Um, yeah, I just like I hate closing at four because you end up leaving around five or five thirty, and then yeah. like especially in the summer, you're getting home as the sun is coming up. So depressing. and then I just it's so depressing, and then you're sleeping until you know early afternoon. So. I mean, yeah. it's kind of fucked. I'll, I'll drink for talking over you, but uh, <laughs> it's it's also like literally depressing, right? Like mm. I live that life for, I've been bartending an alligator for, I think it's eight years now. I mean, yeah. and, and at least four or five of those years, like I'm, I'm getting out three days a week at 5.30. If I'm lucky, if I'm not drinking to excess with the people who I just worked with and getting out at 6, 6.30. And either way, not only am I leaving with the sun coming up, I'm also going to be hung over and you get used to it. You get used to the, the thing. And now I'm waking up at fucking 2 PM, 3 PM. You're not getting, I'm not getting nearly as much sunlight. Like it really fucks your shit up. Like over, over a long enough period of time, like that will, that, that will genuinely cause depression. Um, I mean, the, the one upside is that you make a decent amount of money. There is, that is the one thing two to four, a lot of the time is when you make your money because all, yeah. all, all the other bartenders are coming in from their shifts. Cause they just were they're they're closed mm. at 2 AM. Now mm-hmm. it's a lot of the regulars are there. Your friends are there. And I would like, rather make less money. I agree. I'm, I'm not, I'm not arguing for it. I'm just saying that's, that is the one benefit of it from a bar. Obviously from the bar's perspective, they're making a shit ton of money for being open that much later, but also you're making, I'm probably making, like 150 percent of what you know up until that point the tips and then you're making you're making a lot more than you would up into that uh from from two to four the other the other point that i would make is i've noticed that new york city that's one of the things that'll that'll really fuck people up when they come here they moved here for college or they moved here for work 
And New York's already so difficult to navigate because there's just so much to do all the time. You don't know how to prioritize your work and your passions with, hey, this is a fun place. I'm here to have fun. I have friends. There's always something to do. But also, it doesn't close till four. That's fun. And then you wake up three years later and you're like, fuck, I'm burnt burnt out, you know, or I'm fired because I I didn't know how to control myself. Yeah, truly, though. (laughs) Nobody's taught anybody how to deal with that shit. Yeah. Yeah. That article about California that I read, which was in the Times, I forget what the exact percentage was, but I think it was like they make like 50% more revenue by if they were going to be open. Oh, wow. From two to four. Yeah. yeah. I was like wondering that. how much because, like, in your mind, it, it seems like that would be not really worth it. But, like, you know, I guess apparently it is. Yeah. All right. Um, are we, that was it. Is that time, Chris? We got six seconds. So. Woo! Zoom is just silencing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say Zoom is literally ducking all your audio. Um, all right, it. let's um let's hit um fast five. Um, okay. So it's gonna be five fast Spitfire questions. The first question when I when I wrote it, I in my mind was like, well, once I see him, I, maybe I'll adjust it. But I've decided not to adjust it, and I'm gonna Ooh. ask it anyway. No adjustments. No adjustments. So, so we're going to do five fast questions. Give me the first thing that comes to your mind. Cool? Okay. Cool. Would you rather lose all your hair or gain 50% more hair? I guess gain 50% more hair. I don't, I don't know if you, you shave your head, you know what I mean, or if you're bald. So that's why I was like, let me put it in. <laughs> Name a food you could eat for an entire week straight. Sushi. Is Jimmy Kimmel funny? No. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> What's a country you would be okay never visiting in your life? Uh, uh, Mali. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Mali? A little racist. But <laughs> yeah, it's like one of the poorest countries in the world. <laughs> um, and last one, your prison movie. You're going to prison forever. You can bring one DVD. What is it? Uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Hey, Ooh. there we go. I love that. That's a good answer. <laughs> That's I a like great that. answer. Uh, by the way, it's not set in a prison. Everyone always yeah. moves about prison like when they go to prison. It just seems so. My answer to which country I wouldn't visit is, is Florida. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eric, Did you know so- there's, there's a country in Africa called Djibouti? I do know that. Djibouti. Djibouti. Um, But uh, Eric, uh, one thing I did want to touch on uh, is because you mentioned it when we were doing the reels, but we didn't, you know, didn't didn't make it into the final cut is what else you're doing with your with your time and what you're studying and what you're, you know, pursuing, because I think it's really interesting. Yeah. um, I mean, when I'm not bartending, I now that summer, I'm surfing a lot of Rockaway. trying to be outside more um but yeah so i went to school for film and audio um so i'm actually currently looking for positions as an assistant editor or an associate producer that's awesome um so working on that right now and then um really considering going to grad school again because i want to basically break into emerging media and um in order for me to do that I have to learn a lot more coding because um, it, encom- it encompasses like um, 
virtual reality, augmented reality, um, physical computing, immersive experiences, interactive art. Um, yeah, just like cutting edge creative yeah. media. Yeah. Well, like, fucking um, so, like when Tupac was a hologram, that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, projections is something right. that I yeah, that's could awesome. do too. Yeah. What was um, the thing? Was it? Am I remembering right about? Was it bees? The the thing that you did for your like uh, your yeah. college? What can can you, can you run us through that? Yeah. So for my thesis, I did. Um, they call it uh, a video mirror, and so basically, um, I had a flat screen TV, and then I put a webcam underneath it. And so um, the webcam would show you and your surroundings. Um, but what I did was I overlaid a bunch of bees. Um, so they would be like flying around. And then when the uh, software I coded uh, detected a person, it would break your body down into points. And so these bees, I would program them to come at you and start swarming you and follow you around the screen. And then wow. once you left the screen, then they'd go back to their normal state. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. I've seen stuff like that, um, but I, you know, I could never code it or I have no idea how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I basically made like a fancy Snapchat filter. <laughs> Yo, I mean, that's amazing though. For real. Though. You know how much money they pay for those fucking filters? Like a shit Yeah, I'm sure. You, you could probably sell that just the bees one to Instagram and be good for oh, a while. And be good. Hey, uh, like be movies like 30th anniversary or something. We'll reach out to Jerry's. Anyone knows Jerry's people, yeah, reach exactly. out to us. Yeah. <laughs> Chris worked in audio for a while. I did. Was, yeah. Uh, most most famously on Impractical Jokers. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Show. I did. Me too. I worked on it for season two and season three. Um, nice. Way back when they were still new. It was fun. Weren't you working for uh, XM too? Yeah. I worked at Sirius XM for a little bit as well, which was also fun. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to like get a permanent position at those places. And the TV thing, like I could have stayed there as well, but like they didn't pay anything. There was no benefits. It was like you filmed, you know, five days this week, one day next week. Like it just wasn't. Yeah. Good. That, that's what I struggle with with the industry is because um, it kind of reflects the bar industry in a way. Like you said, no benefits. It's like gig work. Yeah. Um, like I definitely want to find something that's like steady um, and that does include benefits and stuff like that. Um, I feel like in those like industries I, and those different technologies that you've named, you definitely can. Yeah, There's I know. A lot of that's companies my frustration. Out there now. That's my frustration though with like film though, because I don't want to be like working on this project for three months and then after that it's like find another job like right I, that's what i i hate i hate that about you gotta, you gotta get the, you gotta find those like <laughs> studio gigs that like keep you full time which are always really hard to find but they are they yeah. are out there um but yeah that, that's amazing you should make one you should make one like like the bees except where it's just the the perspective of being a bartender so instead of bees it's just a bunch of drunk customers that are following you around. <laughs> <laughs> Just vomiting so and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to offer you cocaine. Oh, that's, that's, such a, <laughs> that's such a true thing, though. I actually did an experiment this one this one day at the Charleston where I would, when I saw customers coming in, I would just stand in a random spot and they always, 95% will sit right in front of you. Yep. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like uh, sometimes like I'll be cutting limes over here and I don't want somebody sitting around me. Um, so then I'll see somebody walk in and I like walk to the other side of the bar 
because I'm like, they'll sit there then. Uh, they do they're it. sitting in front of you while you're cutting your fruit and shit and like yeah. annoying the hell out of you. Hilarious. Exactly. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, well, awesome. Well, you know, genius. yeah, that shit is really cool. <laughs> what did you say? I said you're a genius. Oh, not, yeah. not you, Eric. No, I understood you were talking to Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Um, did you have anything else you wanted to plug or anything? Me? Yeah. Not Laurent. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, well then, it was awesome uh, getting to talk to you. I hope you find something super cool because it sounds like you know your shit. Yeah. A lot of, I mean, half those things, I wasn't even sure what they are. Um, Appreciate it. But yeah, thank you for coming under the apron and uh, chatting with us on your last <laughs> night off. I hope you enjoy the rest of your staycation. Thank you. Laurent, yeah. always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Uh, Chris, you're responsible next time that we record for coming up with whatever rule we have for our drinking game. Every, right, every right. episode, we'll have right. a new rule. We bounce back and forth. Sometimes we'll <laughs> let the guests do it. All but right. Eric, this was awesome, man. And, you know, we didn't really get into it, but I truly, like, uh, I, I say this a lot, but... At, we're trying to this is supposed to be a voice for the service industry so glad to have somebody with your perspective on and and uh and sure. just, you were awesome so enjoy yeah. enjoy your last night out man. thank you so thank much you. check us out twitter and instagram thank you for listening to thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. 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 thank you